Okay, everybody, this is a special program tonight, and we're going to discuss time travel books. It is uh, February 24th. Um, what my idea was, was um, based on, I think it was Randy's book club, we talked about 112263, and we were all enthused and started talking about other time travel books. So I thought it would be fun to have a separate session just to talk about those. And I thought we'd sort of model it loosely on what Joni does on Banquet of Books. We could each talk about a couple books and then um, talk more about those books or keep going around and talking about more books, however we want to deal with it. And I'd also like to hear what attracts you to time travel books. So I'm going to get started here. What attracts me is the um, – I find it interesting when people from the present go back in time, how they deal with the past given the knowledge we have today. And then I also find it alternate history really fascinating. If somebody goes in the past and changes something, the impact that it has on the future and how that can be undone. Um, the couple books I want to mention is, um, well, 112263 is definitely one of my favorites. We all know about that. Um, I really liked The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Niffenegger, N-I-F-F-E-N-E-G-G-E-R. It's really different. It's um, about a guy who has a disease they call, I think, being chrono-impaired. I forget what the exact disease was. I read it a long time ago. And he suddenly, for no reason at all, will just go back in time. And he'll um, end up back there and not know how to, what's going on or where he's at and stuff like that. And it's how he deals with that and how his uh, girlfriend ends up dealing with it, too. So I like that one. So I'll uh, let somebody else well, I want to talk about Time Traveler's Wife uh, for for a minute too, because I tried to read that, and, and 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 you know I'm sitting here, I've got the mic, and I'm sitting here thinking I've always said I you know I really like time travel books, and I'm trying to think, I can't really name more than a couple that I've read, I guess, because uh, uh, I started Time uh, the Time Traveler's Wife, and I don't know if all the jumping around put me off to it, but. Uh, but 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 you liked it though you're saying so I, I usually like some of the same stuff you do so I may I may give that one a go again, but but I guess my two favorites are, are really the you know the eleven twenty two sixty three, uh, which you've already mentioned I'm not going to go on a lot about that and then I guess the one that that Stephen King mentioned in the interview of him at the end of eleven twenty two sixty three when he he mentioned time and again I guess uh, is that Jack is that Jack Finney that I'm getting confused. I think Jack Finney's the author and not the character in it, but uh, I really enjoy that, and I know we read that for for uh, fiction over and then. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then, I, you know, I read Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court a long time ago, and, you know, I, I guess that, that, that that's kind of, uh, you know, kind of a time travel book as well. And I, enjoy, I remember enjoying that, but I can't remember a whole lot about it. It's been so long ago. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm mainly here to listen and hear what other uh, other folks have to recommend so thanks roger you want to go ahead and tell us about the book you were talking about okay um you know i wish that i could recommend some stories from analog and asimov magazines but unfortunately i can't remember the titles of those but i think one of my favorite time travel novels i read it a long time ago but i still remember it pretty well was The Man Who Folded Himself by David Gerald. It is now available on both Bard and Bookshare, and the Bard DB number is DB09180. It was written, 
I think before the uh, the multi multiple worlds hypothesis of quantum physics was popularized so it doesn't mention that in particular but it does cover most of the implications and paradoxes involved in time travel such as the very first one that comes up when the protagonist finds out that he can travel through time he picks up a newspaper looks at the race results and pops into the previous day and meets his previous self and they go to the track together and uh, it turns out that since they affect the odds it doesn't turn out exactly the same way as it did the day after then um, there are other things it does turn out that he does meet himself a lot by popping forward in time and back in time and conferring with himself and in fact there is a part of the story is that he picks out a house to travel to and has a party and at any particular time in his life if he feels like partying he either moves forward in time or backward in time depending on where he is at the time and pops into the house and it is absolutely full of people partying but they are all him that is um, at various ages and various stages of life and all of that and he can confer with his future selves to get advice and in fact that's another part of the plot that when he is about to make a decision a future self is likely to pop into existence and give him advice on how the decision might have gone um, which brings up a question at least the question is not explicitly asked in the book but I asked it myself if you travel back in time to the day before and have sex with your previous day self are, is it masturbation incest or um, homosexuality or all three <laughs> um, when he does start to do that though suddenly a third you know that he has two of himself present and suddenly a third person also himself from the future pops in and starts warning him that this is a decision that will profoundly affect the rest of his life and it could go either way um, the paradox of what happens if you go back in time and kill your grandfather and you never get born isn't really brought up but judging from how the rest of the story went I think what would happen is that you would simply set off another timeline in which you were never born in it but you existed in it because you were there to kill your grandfather and there are various other implications to the whole story is basically it hops from one implication of time travel to another to explore what would happen if somebody could travel through time and mostly what would happen if someone could travel through time and meet himself and confer with himself and I found the story fascinating 
Wow, that's quite a different take on time travel. A lot of authors write it in such a way that you dare not meet yourself or like the universe will explode or something. It's interesting. The alternate timeline is a nice way to handle that. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I was just going to comment that that, that is fascinating because uh, uh, my mind was kind of getting wrapped around, (laughs) totally confused just listening to Roger talk because that that does – a lot of the ones that I've read in the past, it seems like the author wants to put down rules about what you can and can't do and stuff. So uh, that's a different take. I might, I might have to pull that one out and, and try it and, uh, and see if I, can, if I can get through it without getting totally uh, uh, my mind totally bum-fuzzled. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Alan. I have a question, Roger. How confusing is it to keep track of all these previous and future selves? Do they, does the author, like, name them and give a year or something? I don't think it's confusing. The various selves are not really named because they're all the same person. It's just, um, and it's, um, all I can say is that there are different scenes where different things happen, uh, various decisions are made and so on, and there are other versions of the same person when it happens and it isn't necessarily made clear each and every time which part of the person's life the each individual came from but um, and it would be kind of I guess it would be confusing if it tried to because he just hops around back and forth through time all the time and he can't keep track of which version he's talking to himself this is Carla Hayes. I'm, I just joined you a couple minutes late, um, and it's sort of ironic. Um, it sounds like a fascinating book. I'm going to read that, but I love um, time travel. And what's ironic is I was going to um, recommend um, the book 112263, but that has already been discussed, so, so I won't. But there is one that I would recommend and it's um, simply called, I'm trying to read and hold down the, the um, key at the same time, I'm trying to read it off of my apex, but it's called Time Machines, The Greatest Time Travel Stories Ever Written. And it's DB47370, and it's, compiled, it's by Bill Adler. And it's only 13 minutes and 50 seconds long, or 13 hours and 50 50 minutes long. I wish it were longer because I wish there were more stories in here. But what it is, is it's a compilation of 22 short science fiction stories, short stories about about time travel. And um, some of the authors in there are Edgar Allan Poe, believe it or not, and um, Daryl Murphy. And it's, it's a real, as you have a time travel in various different flavors and if you don't like one story you can either just you know know it's going to be over or skip to the next one there are 22 of them so i'm sure if you love time travel you'll find something in there that you like and um, there was another one and i have to look for the the db on it but it was something about um you know the twilight zone um there's there's a book on the twilight zone and what it is is it is um 
sort of a, a tribute to the Twilight Zone. It's people that wrote in the in the venue of the Twilight Zone, and there are a lot of time. There, there, there's some time travel in that book too, and it's another book of short stories. So um, I, I just wanted to rec- make those two recommendations to you and listen. Um, I do want to read Jack Finney's Time and Again. It has been recommended to me, and I don't know if I missed what it was about, but uh, I just I just came in a few minutes after nine, so I didn't much. So glad we finally got around to doing this program. I read um, both of those books uh, that we talked about previously, um, Time Tra- Traveler's Wife and the Stephen King book, I forgot what it is, 63-something. And uh, I like I like both of those books where weren't really crazy about them. And then uh, I'm reading a trio um, book uh, by Connie Willis, and uh, I finished it. Can't remember the name of the first one because it was last year. And I have the two next books: is um, All's Clear and the Doomsday Book. And where I'm have left off in the end of the first book, three of them have gone back in time, and things have gone wrong, and they're stuck. There, uh, they're in World War Two, right at World War Two, and um, they're warned not to do anything that might corrupt the future. But they seem to keep stumbling into that, doing the little bitty things that might change things, and it worries the heck out of them. But there's three of them, and they're stuck and they can't. So I've got to read All's Clear and the Doomsday Book to get them out of there. Well, that was on my list to mention, too, LaDon. I like Connie Willis a lot, um, her, just her sci-fi in general. Uh, the first book is called Blackout, and then the second book is called All's Clear. The Doomsday book is uh, not in World War II. Now, these first ones that you mentioned, Blackout and All's Clear, take uh, place during, like, the Blitz in London and World War II, and it's interesting to see how the characters from the future handle this. And plus, I think her character development is good for a lot of the characters that are there in the past. The Doomsday Book, they go back into the years of the plague in the Middle Ages, and um, that's a standalone book. And I really liked that one, too. It's interesting to see how the woman who's back there in time deals with the rampant disease of the plague because she really doesn't have any materials to help people. And she tries to use her medical knowledge without you know, being accused of being a witch and stuff. So, yeah, she's a good author. Yeah, I I keep thinking that I might have read that book uh, some time ago because I have read a book th- about someone who did go back and was in in the plague, and because she's inoculated, she didn't have uh, any immunities. Uh, I mean, a chance of getting uh, the disease, so she lived through it all. And one of the last people to die around her was a priest in the church. But it was a pretty interesting book, and I. I but it's been some time ago, and I can't remember all of it. But uh, also, I don't know if that's a doomsday book or, or something else I read that's similar. I'm curious. I'm going to throw this out there just to see if anybody what anybody thought about this. Have any of you all read any of those? Is it Diana Galbaldone books? I, you know, I tried to read the first one in that series, and I, I know that they involve time travel. And those things are, like, way too long, though. And I, I had a hard time getting through even the first one. I think she's written maybe ten-plus of those things. I was curious if, if anybody else read those and what you thought about them. People seem to love those, but I could not get into them either. I tried reading the first one, and there's a rape scene near the beginning, and 
I just was really put off by the way that was handled. And to me, the whole series sounds like a giant romance, and that kind of I kind of lose interest when I hear that rather than being about time travel. Has anybody else read any of those? Well, I think those are the Outlander series, if I remember correctly, and there are tons and tons of books. But I actually had a question. Sherry, you mentioned in the beginning about alternative histories. And would you consider alternative history books as time travel as well? Well, a couple books I was going to mention, um, Paul Anderson, and his first name is spelled P-O-U-L, Anderson. He's written two books, The Shield, the Time Patrol and the Shields of Time, and they um, deal with a person in the future whose job it is to go back in time and straighten out what somebody has gone back and messed up. For instance, and this is not in the book, but if somebody killed baby Hitler, it would be his job to go back and save baby Hitler because when you mess with time, it screws up the present. And so it's really, really heavy on alternate history and what would happen if somebody goes back and messes up. And they spend a lot of time with him, like back in Roman times, I think, and then one back in prehistoric America, straightening things out that people have messed up because of the consequences. So they're alternate history-ish, but there's certainly a lot of alternate history that just starts with the premise, what if the Confederacy had won the Civil War, and then they go on from there that do not involve time travel. If I may offer my opinion. I do not think a time travel book would be an alternate history book because alternate history is speculative fiction in that the implicit question is asked, what if? And then the if is something has happened a little different in history that changed history from then on. What if um, a certain battle had been won by one side rather than the other side or something? Now, if you travel back in time, of course, that's going to change history. But the basic premise isn't just that something happened differently, but it has more of a science fictional premise of the time travel itself. So I don't consider that to be alternate history. I just consider that to be a story of time travel. Well, that's a really good point. In the Paul Anderson books, he sort of mixes the genres a bit. I I think there's a bit of overlap, but I'm not perhaps explaining it well. But, yeah, I take your point. Um, The alternate histories generally have no time travel whatsoever in them. I read these books, and I forget their their names and, and stuff. Maybe you can tell me about this one. There was uh, uh, this this the fellow. He's just running a kind of a, 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 a hunting exhibitions, and they'd get in the machine and they go back in time. In order not to have a problem, they would go back to prehistory before man, and then they would hunt the dinosaurs and so forth. And he'd take them back, and then they would. Uh, hunt and then they would take back um, their trophies and um, on one of the trips everything got all screwed up it was pretty interesting but the way they prevented ever uh, disrupting the future was to go back before man well I know when we were discussing time and again one question that we all found really interesting was if you could go back in time you know 
what period of time would you want to go back to and, and why would you want to pick that per- period of time? And we had such really different answers. So I thought, I thought that was interesting when we were discussing that book. Can you tell me what Time and Again was about? That sounds uh, pretty good, but I might have read it. Time and Again was about um, a guy who gets an assignment to go back to New York to do something specific, and I forget what. But he ends up staying in a boarding house and getting involved with the people there, and he ends up really loving it there. And he ends up doing something that does affect the future. There's also a sequel. Um, I think it's called From Time to Time. And that was good, too, but it wasn't quite as good as from as Time and Again, I didn't think. And you're right, the author is Jack Finney, whoever mentioned that earlier. The other book you were thinking of, Ladon, is called Rivers of Time, and I really liked that book a lot. It's by L. Sprague de Camp. His last name is D-E, capital C-A-M-P, and then the initial L for a first name should find it on Bard if you're interested. And it's a book of short stories, but they're all on the same theme of this uh, couple of guys who have this hunting expedition that people pay to go on to go back to get uh, killed to shoot dinosaurs and all the problems that that involves he gets somebody who wants to go back to prove that there's no such thing as evolution he gets a woman who goes back and she really wants to bag a man more than a dinosaur and you just get all kinds of issues that come up with this and headaches that they have i thought that those were really good too yeah and uh, time and again was really good thing i liked about it i think they go back to like it's like late 19th century isn't it like the 1870s or something in new york and he just does such a good job of describing what New York was like there, and then you know the uh, you know the Statue of Liberties being uh, uh, there's part of the Statue of Liberties. It's in one of the parks, the Arm or something, and it's just uh, it, uh, very very well done. And it has a nice little story that that goes along with it too. It had enough suspense and stuff. And like like Sherry, I can't remember what he was he was sent back on a mission to do something. I can't remember for the life of me what he was going back for. But it's 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 a good book. Yeah, it was really good because he went back in time, I think, because there was like a scientific experiment going on, and then there was another plot where he was supposed to go back in time and he was going to stop a letter from being mailed as well. But I guess what's interesting about that book was that it's it goes back in time maybe like 140 years ago, so it's not so far back in time that people can't identify with a lot of the things in the story. Um, but, you know, it, it, it showed you New York City at a, at a, a much different time than it was um, now. It wasn't as built up, and it was it was more countryish, I guess. So it was sort of an interesting combination of historical fiction, and but there were a lot of time travel elements as well in the story. By the way, if you want the um, DB number for that river of, Rivers of Time, and I, I did read that too, it's um, 40578, so I thought I'd pass that along in case you want to look it up again. Well, it's interesting, too, like um, I, I want to read that book that Roger mentioned because it sounds so different from most time travel books. I thought 112263, which I'm not sure if all of us have read, but certainly a lot of us have read, um, what he did in the past certainly did change the future, and it was interesting. I find it interesting to see how changing the past can affect the future. That's the part of the time travel I like. By the way, let me uh, bring up another one. Have any of you tried the Asidi Shards series by Eric Flint? Um, 
so happens that I used to know Eric Flint. We were political activists together back in the 1980s. And I didn't even know he was interested in science fiction at the time. If I had, since I was interested too, we could have had a lot more to talk about than politics. But in any case, the first volume of the Asidi Shards, I think the title is 1632. It is about a, well, in the very, very far future, there is an artist uh, constructing artwork with space-time, and somehow he drops a shard of space-time, and it ends up in 20th, late 20th century or early 21st century West Virginia, a little town that it causes to be plucked right out of its location and is transported back to 1632 Germany uh, right in the middle of the um, I think it was the 30 year war and there, everybody in the whole town is stuck there and uh, they end up changing history drastically um, they um, pretty much end the war and cause other conflicts and I found that one pretty fascinating too and I think it might have well it was really well written but I think part of the reason I found it so fascinating was because I once knew the author how do you spell his name I think those are on my to read list because there's more than one of them isn't there and isn't each one of them named uh, just with a year as far as I know it's Eric Flint, E-R-I-C-F-L-I-N-T. But since I don't necessarily remember how he spelled his name back when I knew him, and since um, I have all these audio things reading to me and don't necessarily spell out the words, I could be wrong. I doubt that it's anything like F-L-Y-N-T, but it could be for all I know. I'm pretty sure it's probably F-L-I-N-T, though. Well, I can. We can probably find it with 1632. Also, I wrote that down. Yeah, and sometimes Eric spelled with a K at the end, like uh, Sandvold, who narrates for us. Well, I'll mention another one by Paul Anderson. Again, it's P O U L Anderson. It's called The High Crusade, and I remember it, it's pretty short. But it's about some aliens in the future that end up um, coming back to medieval England, and the knights. Uh, overtake the spaceship because the aliens just don't expect such a thing. And these knights are thrilled because they're going to take this spaceship over to France and defeat their enemies with it. And they end up in outer space and they end up on another planet. And these knights, uh, how they deal with it, you know, based on their morality and their warlike tendencies, just shock and appall the aliens. And it has a, a lot of um, humorous things in it, too. I always really enjoyed that one. What was that called again? I remember you posted a review about that on DB Review, and I think I probably saved it, uh, saved your review, but I, trying to ferret it out at this stage is going to be nigh but impossible. But uh, tell me the name one more time, please. It's called The High Crusade, and it's, again, by Paul Anderson, P-O-U-L, and then Anderson. And I'm sorry, I didn't get any DB numbers when I was – we're making my list. Does anyone have any other books they want to mention or anything about time travel in general? What's appealing about it? 
I can talk about another one that I, of course, I can't remember the name because I didn't do any research for this little chat. But it was um, th this group, and they were doing archaeology. And then there was some people who went back in time. And one of the things that I found interesting, but when they went back, they went back to medieval times. And, and they went back in this little capsule. And when they stepped out of this little capsule and they stepped into the woods, as soon as they did, the one guy got run over and killed by a bunch of knights charging through on their horses and doing some some war. But uh, I forgot all, all all the things about it, but I know that they were lost, and the archaeologists were digging, and they got down, and they found a pair of glasses, and it was the modern-day glasses. So they knew they had uh, was found the people that was lost, but there was... Uh, a lot going on back there in medieval times. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I know, but the name escapes me right offhand. And for some reason, the very famous name of the author does too. But he is the same. Oh, I got it. Michael Crichton, the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. And the title of the one you're talking about, it just escapes me right now, but I did read it. Oh, yeah. Now that you mentioned the author, Michael Crichton, I read that one, too, and that was good. There was something, it seems like there was something French involved in it, or they were in France, maybe. I'm not sure, but, yeah, I remember that, too, and I don't know the title, either. Well, um, Michelle mentioned something earlier. If anyone wants to talk about where they would like to visit if they went back in time, I'd also be interested with the age-old question, if you could go back and kill baby Hitler, would you do it? Would it be worth the risk? Oh, I was going to tell you the, the book number for your High Crusade is EB14375. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that, that numbering scheme, but I've already got it in my wish list, so I need, uh, I need to go in and call my wish list, apparently. But uh, EB14375. The question I had is, um, does anybody know of any books that, instead of going back in time, that go into the future? Um, that's also very... Uh, fascinating to to contemplate going to the future. Um, I, I don't know. I really enjoy the Twilight Zone. And um, now they have brought back the Twilight Zone in radio dramas. And, and they are just so good. And a lot of them are time travel things, too. You know, that there are a lot of Twilight Zone stories and episodes that, that have some time travel involved in them. And and, and those episodes are really great because well, that, that whole series is great because the sound effects and the music and you don't have to worry about like you did when it was on television or if you watch some of the reruns from the 60s that there was a lot of action and a lot of dialogue. The, 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 the um, radio dramas are great and um, the sound effects, the music, and you don't have to worry about things being described to you. But, but do any of you know of any books or anything that, that goes forward in time? Where do you get that radio dramas? One that comes to my mind, and here's another title I can't remember, but I know that it was in either Asimov's or Analog. Um... It was a story about in the future. There, something happened such that there is a real paucity of men. It's practically a almost all female society, but these women do have time travel, so they travel back to approximately our present to 
kidnap men to bring them forward to their time to be husbands. And the story follows the adventures of one particular man who gets kidnapped. Now wait, now wait, I'm remembering it wrong. The one, one man gets kidnapped, but at the same time, a woman who is trying to figure out what is happening to these men who are disappearing follows one of them and ends up being transported into the future with him and it follows her adventures and unfortunately well I can think of a number of interesting time travel stories from both Analog and Asimov's but I can't really remember the titles or authors of any of them they are not books in themselves but if you read those magazines uh, you come across things like that one but that one does take most take books mostly in the future well there was a book that i read a while ago of course i i can remember the author but of course i can't remember the name the title of the book the author is uh kazua ishigawa and um, it was really interesting because it was a story that to- told the story about a time when you don't realize it right away, but eventually you realize that people are being created, and the reason why they're being created is that their body at a certain point is going to be harvested for organs. And it was a really, really good story. If I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, he, there's a couple of his books on Bard, and if you search through his books, um, um, I think he's the one who wrote The Remains of the Day, is probably his most famous book. But this book was really good as well. Um, and it was a really interesting book, because you don't realize right away what's happening. And the characters, they, they, they're like real people, but very gradually they realize that they're, that they're not really being treated as people, and that very slowly their bodies are going to be taken away from them. So it was. I thought that was a really interesting way to, to you know, sort of think about all the, the, the implications that we have now with all the medical research that goes on. Yes, if you go back in time very much, you, you have a problem. Uh, because even if you just went back to uh, our revolution, every time they spoke English, of course, and we can read that, but they, the, the, the way they construct their sentences and everything, you would stand out like a sore, sore thumb because you'd have to learn a different way of, of speaking even then. If you went back to the time King Henry VIII, uh, I believe that uh, even though they were uh, a lot of English speakers and a lot of French speakers, uh, the English speakers would be pretty hard to understand there. I, some of the people in England now I have a little time to uh, understand. And boy, if I went back to King Henry, uh, you, you, you just couldn't hardly do it. And then if you went back farther than that, it'd be impossible because you wouldn't know the languages. Yeah, that's an interesting point. A lot of time travel books and stories deal with that by having the time travelers study that before they go like time and again he spends a lot of time studying new york society in the late 1800s before he goes which wouldn't be nearly as challenging as like you said middle english um i looked up on my list i have a michael crichton book called timeline that i read and i think that might be the one we're talking about it's timeline all one word t-i-m-e-l-i-n-e and Carla, I was going to ask you, are they still making Twilight Zone radio dramas? Because I, I agree that those are really good. I also agree with what Roger said. Analog and Asimov have a lot of good stories in general, and they do have a lot of good time travel stories, too. 
let me say about how they talk different in the past that um, I have occasionally listened to some of these old-time radio shows, and I've noticed that the actors in those shows sound a bit different. It's kind of like they are speaking more formal than what I'm used to. More formal, and they enunciate better. And I'm thinking that it was just the acting style that they had back then. But then on television once, I was watching a documentary about earthquakes. And it happened that back in the 30s, there was a W.C. Fields movie being made when an earthquake came along. And they showed an outtake from the movie. W.C. Fields was talking at the time. Suddenly there was an earthquake. Okay, that disrupted the scene. That was something they were going to have to fill out film over but other people around the set who were not on camera started talking and exclaiming about the earthquake and I noticed that these people who were not acting were talking in the same way that I had thought was just an old fashioned style of acting what I think I was hearing there is that when you hear it said that the past is another country it's another country in that it has different customs, it has different languages, and all of that. And what I think I was hearing is a foreign accent from that country of the past. Now, that was just a country of a few decades ago. Um, you go back farther and it will become less and less intelligent. Uh, intelligible, rather. Um, the... There was reference to that book, um, what was it, by Connie Willis, where it goes back to 1348, and the bubonic plague is in full force in England, and the title escapes me right now, even though it was just mentioned a few minutes ago, I think I'm getting old or something, but I do remember a scene when the time traveler first reaches there, she has trouble understanding the people because it sounds to her like they're talking German or something. And in fact, the, in 1348, the English language was considerably closer to its German roots than it is now, of course. So yes, language does evo evolve over time, and if you go back far enough, you're not going to be able to understand the people who speak the same language that yours evolved from. Yeah, that book was called the Doomsday Book. Well, I mean, on the, in that same vein, I, I tell you what, what I, I'm mostly concerned about is, in, in the time we're living in now, people are so daggum fixated on videos and, and cameras, and everybody's walking around with a camera on their phones and stuff. Language is is I, I'm a, I'm really afraid that it's taking a back a back seat and stuff. You, you uh, people are losing the ability to communicate well with words. It seems like to me. And I, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm just uh, overreacting a bit. But uh, uh, I, I, I seem to be sensing more and more of that. Well, I mean, I mean, people don't, don't even want to write text anymore. They they want to use these damn emojis and and do everything with pictures and, and junk, which uh, uh, I, I'm really concerned about. OMG, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm concerned about it, too. As a teacher, I had to mark somebody's French paper wrong because 
I wrote, um, I had to translate into English, vous êtes, which means you are, you, you know, form or plural are. And the person wrote the letter, you are, just er, and I marked it wrong. And the father even came into school and he yelled and he says, well, any imbecile would know that you are means you, you know, that er means you are. And I said, I am sorry, sir, but er does not. I was looking for Y-O-U-A-R-E, and I'm not going to accept anything else. And my principal backed me up on that. But I did want to answer your questions about the, the Twilight Zone. Um, there are a number of places you can find the episodes. Um, first of all, you can go to twilightzoneradio.com, and you can hear little snippets of the episodes. But they, at least I've been there recently, but they usually had a list of radio stations and what time they broadcast them. And if you could find them on the web, you could listen. And I can give you a couple of them. Um, yesterday, USA broadcasts the, the Twilight Zone on Saturday and Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. And that's just yesterdayusa.com. And you, you want to go to the red network. There's blue and red. So, and, and Alexa will even play it for you if you ask for it. And another one is WNAR. And WNAR broadcasts episodes of the Twilight Zone Friday evenings at 11 Eastern and Monday evenings. At, um, and, and that's a neat, by the way, WNAR is, is all OTR. If, you know, if you want to uh, you know, check out some OTR, it's a, it's a great radio station. And um, also KIXI, I believe they're in Seattle. Well, it's midnight um, Eastern time, but I guess it's nine o'clock their time on Saturday and Sunday nights. They have Twilight Zone, and I'll give you one more: KDKA in Pittsburgh, Saturday. Well, I think it's Friday nights at one and two p.m., and then um, Sunday nights at twelve a.m. and one a.m. They just do two episodes in a row. But I'd go to TwilightZoneRadio.com too. So um, I hope that helped. But they have a lot of, of time travel stories. I'll tell you another <laughs> radio dramas that, that did was um, CBS Radio Mystery Theater. If you can ever listen to any of those old ones, you know, with, with E.G. Marshall. They ran from, I believe, 1974 to about 82, and I think there were 1,390 episodes of that. Are these Twilight Zones the old ones, or are they making new ones? Well, there are a lot of the old ones brought back, and then they are doing new ones. Um, you know, they, they are, it seems to me that they are, because I've heard um, newer ones that come out that, um, that that didn't seem to be part of the original series, and I could be wrong about it, but um, yes, I, and they are doing new ones, too. Another OTR show that had some time travel was X-1, which is a sci-fi OTR. Oh, I loved X minus one. I love that so much. And of course, all this stuff came out. Well, those things came out before I was born. Um, CBS Radio Mystery Theater didn't. Um, but I, I love X minus one. I, I like to listen to those. They, they, they had some really good time travel. Well, does anyone have any other books or thoughts on time travel to bring up? Well, this is not a book, but I, I think what I got. I think I probably got hooked on time travel stuff back with with television back in the day, back you know, back when I was a, a kid and stuff. I remember a TV show called The Time Tunnel, maybe that that captured my attention, and uh, and, and I think uh, 
uh, like a lot of y'all have said, a lot of these, a lot of the best stories are, are like short stories and stuff because because I, I think the, uh, uh, the the time travel stuff just lends itself to to maybe a shorter a shorter narrative and stuff. So uh, between uh, uh, time tunnel got getting me hooked and then uh, the movie Back to the Future, which 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 I loved, uh, I thought that was great. Uh, that's that's kind of how I uh, initially got interested in the whole time travel thing. I think was through the. Uh, the, the the video side, but I, but I do enjoy the books. I remember that uh, TV series Time Tunnel. They had uh, a big like screen or something, and they would jump in there and they would go back in time. But I always thought when they went back in time, like they were back there, and they'd say, "What what are you doing?" They said, "Well, I'm from the future." And the guy would say, "Oh oh really?" <laughs> and then just believe it like that. And if I met somebody that said they were from the future, I'd say, "You're nuts." Go get to the hospital. Yeah, I don't think I'd be believing anybody either. I, I remember that show, too. I can picture the big, like, kind of looked like a circular thing that they would run into or something. That was a good show. I think they had a more recent show that, and I didn't watch it because I wasn't watching much TV then, that something about a guy looking at a headline on a newspaper and he would go back a day or something to try to fix something. I, I don't remember. That was more, that was probably within the last 20 years or so. Yeah, that's that sounds like morning. There was a TV show. The guy would get a newspaper in the day, and he would see something about what was going to happen. It was called Morning Edition, and I watched it. That that was really good. And then there was Quantum Leap was another one that Scott Bakula in, and he and it wasn't time travel per se, but it, uh, sometimes it did have a involved time travel. He was like leaping to to different events and stuff, and and NBC started a new time travel thing this season i can't remember what the name but i tried to watch it too much special effects and stuff but uh uh you know you know it it, it was kind of lost on me but uh, uh the first episode you know and and it's kind of like what they're trying to chase somebody kind of like that book you described they're trying to chase somebody that's going back into time there's two different time machines and a bad guy's gotten one of them they're chasing him around trying to keep him from messing up uh you know the future and stuff so you know so that, that, it's still pretty uh, alive and well in, in, in video in the video world too. I remember that quantum leap, and I thought it was kind of a goofy program to tell you the truth. Uh, that one of the characters, uh, I think he was supposed to control whether they went back and forth, but he had a little little device that looked like our nowadays uh, cell phone, and it kept going out, and he'd hit it on the end. And, Tap it, tap it, try to get it, and it never, it never will work. And he was uh, hitting that thing on his hand. I know you just asked a very provocative question. If you could go back in time to a particular time, where would you go? And I, I thought about that a lot. That you know, there are sort of times in history. I would, I'd sort of like to go back to biblical times and and, and sort of explore that. But I think if if I were given a time machine. I might want to go back to more recent times, like the simpler times of the 60s when I was growing up. Of course, maybe it was simpler because I was a child. <laughs> you know, maybe I wasn't dealing with the heavy problems around me. But another thing I'd like to do is to go back to particular times in my life, either to experience a really good day again or to go back and try to fix something that I did that really messed up my life. Of course, then we get into that paradox. If I fix somebody something, do I break something else? You know, I don't know. 
And I don't know if if I could if I would kill baby Hitler because if the paradox paradox is true, something else might happen. I mean, going back to eleven twenty two sixty three, look what happened when the protagonist went to the the future, and when he saved Kennedy, um, look at um, how how awful the future got. So. He had to go back and fix it, and all the things we talked about were sort of came up in that book. Um, even his just the, the fact that he went back to 1958, he had to be careful with his language because the way he talked um, in the modern times certainly didn't match how they talked back then, and that became problematic. And from what I know about language and Middle and um, Middle English and Old English, Middle French, Old French, and how they developed from the different languages. You would have problems when you go back, and it wouldn't take too far back to start having problems. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Carl. If, if if I had to go back, I, I would I would pick a time that that would probably be my earlier life, simply because I w- I'd be afraid to go back too far, because like like Roger was saying, you know the. The the, the 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 different uh, the the different country the different world of the past and stuff I'd want to keep it fairly close to, to to times I had experienced and stuff and and just to be more knowledgeable and stuff and now I I wouldn't kill baby Hitler I, I'm not really sure uh, uh, if somebody went and killed baby Hitler that th- I mean th- th- there were a lot of other people that that that, that had to take in. Uh, you know, I, you know, he, he was kind of leading the charge and stuff. But I mean, there were a lot of people that had their hands dirty from that whole that whole situation and stuff. So uh, I, 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 I have a feeling that uh, uh, history would find a way to still to you know to to come up with something just as terrible, if not worse. But uh, uh, man, mankind seems to uh, n- never have a a shortage of of evil of evil characters that can step up when the when 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 one of them is missing. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not about killing. I'm not sure that, that 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 solves anything. I sometimes think I'd like to go back to prehistory times, but if I did do that, probably the mosquitoes and the chiggers and the fleas would probably drive me nuts. Uh, and then if you went back to um, uh, medieval times, I believe if you were to walk into London. Then, from out from uh, somewhere in the country, and you'd be walking along across the across the bridge, across the Thames, and you'd be coming into London. I think the first thing that would hit you would be the smell. I think that uh, we can hardly can hardly imagine what uh, the smell was like back there with uh, no modern no modern uh, plumbing or anything like that and then no refrigeration so the meats are smell and the people smell they didn't change clothes and didn't bathe of course and uh, so I believe that uh, we would really be uh, hit uh, with the smell and then when you sit down for dinner probably there were flies all over the place you know no screens I don't know that we would enjoy ourselves too much if we went back into time yeah, and you bring out some of the same things that, that, that I really liked about time and again because, uh, like Sherry mentioned, the, the guy really studied up on the time period and, you know, they kept emphasizing, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're looking at all these old clothes that come from the period and stuff and you're trying to, you're thinking they don't have color and stuff back, back in time because you're looking at clothes that are, you know, 
that are they're a century older and stuff, and you know the colors all faded out of them and stuff, and or you're looking at old pictures and stuff, and there's no color in them and things like that, and you're expecting when you get back there that's how it's going to look and stuff, and it's not anything like that. So, uh, uh, that, that, he did a really good job of bringing out stuff like that. That's that was part of the reason I enjoyed that book so much. I am reminded from a, of a scene from that book, the Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. She did not dwell on what the people of England in 1348, how they regarded hygiene, but just to set the, um, just to set the setting to show how they did regard hygiene, there was a scene early after she had arrived in 1348 that a woman picked up a chamber pot to empty and it sloshed a little bit and spilled on her hand. She just wiped it on her dress and went on. Yeah, that captures things pretty well. Um, while you guys were talking, I thought of another book that um, you're probably going to laugh, but there's a book on Bard, and I don't know exactly the title, but it's Peabody and Sherman and from the old Bullwinkle cartoons, and they go back in time. And I actually found that a really fun read. Um, as far as going back, I was thinking like going back and listening to the Gettysburg Address or something like that. But you're right; you would want to fit in. You wouldn't want to be noticed and you know cause problems or have people think there's something wrong with you. And maybe we need an invisibility thing to go along with the time travel. If you want to go back to a little bit, uh, and you women uh, would like to, or if you men would like to uh, change sex, sex a little bit and uh, go back, unmentionable, the Victorian guides to, what is it, to marriage, guide, and sex. Uh, that is a very interesting book. Uh, she takes you back uh, in imaginary. Uh, you go back in, your, uh, in, uh, in the 1700s, and you're a, a pretty wealthy lady, and she goes to all the kind of uh, clothing you wear and the uh, kind of places you can go and what, what you can do. It's very interesting, uh, uh, the, the difference, the type of uh, makeup. Uh, she starts out with uh, you're laying in bed because you're a woman, and you're just waking up, and you're looking at the ceiling, and the light's just a bit, and there's a lamp over there, and you, and you get up, and a lady comes to help you, and you've got all of these rib dresses to put on and you need help to get dressed and pretty interesting yeah i downloaded that book because it did somebody reviewed it on db review and it did sound interesting i forget what it's called exactly but it has the word unmentionable and victorian in it yep that was b that reviewed that well sometimes when you when you travel somewhere um that has a a a way we're not literally of taking you back in time but it, it does like i remember when when I was in France and I went to the Palace of Versailles and one thing they did was um, we had a tour of the palace and you went through a typical day of what Louis XIV, you know, Louis the Fourteenth, would have experienced from the moment he got up and from, you know, the people that would come to assist him and what he would have eaten and we went from room to room and it would have been a really interesting time to live. He, he was always one of my favorite characters in French history, Louis XIV. I'll tell you one um, era I would not like to go back to is the, the French Re- Revolution when they were 
guillotining all these people and, and, and all the things that they were doing. I don't, I don't think that would be my... It was a fascinating time to read about, but it wouldn't have been a, a period I wanted to visit. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. There's there's probably, in fact, more times that I would not want to go to than times that I would want to go to. When, wouldn't you like to go back to the 1770s and see our revolution develop? Uh, I, I always thought that would be that would be good. Uh, like I say, the language be a, would be a problem. Uh, we'd be able to make ourselves understood, I guess, but they would really think we were funny talking. But anyway, I would kind of like to go back to Boston, see the see the revolution unravel. I think it would be interesting to go to the first Continental Congress where they were arguing over the Constitution and stuff, but of course they wouldn't let women in, so I'd be out of luck. The Boston Tea Party would be interesting to witness. That, that would really be something. Or um, the Liberty Bell, or um, you know, the, the Continental Railroad when you know when when they dedicated that and that's it first started running or the first telephone call. I mean, I can think of some nippets of time in history I'd like to go back to. But one thing that these time travel books and and life in general seems to reveal is what a a, a fragile tapestry time and history is and how each little thread is interwoven and leads to another little thread another little thread and if one gets torn out or if something happens that um, disrupts that the whole thing unravels it reminds me of when I was <laughs> my one piece of knitting in my life I, I knitted my mother a scarf when I was 10 years old and I went to present it to her for Christmas had it all wrapped up and it was the only thing I had for and um, she opened it, and the whole thing unraveled. And um, in retrospect, what I must have done was I must not have cast it off right. So there's a, a stitch, one mistake that sort of messed up everything. And I, I just wonder if, if that's not a microcosm or an illustration of what might happen if somebody actually could go back in time and they did interfere. Yeah, that's very well put. A tapestry is a good way to describe it. Well, I've got 10 o'clock here, so if no one has anything else, we'll end this. Um, if somebody else has any other comments or books. I just want to thank everybody for your for your comments and, and Sherry for, for leading this. This was very enjoyable, and uh, uh, I've got a, a, a wealth of new things to add to my wish list now and uh, to get to reading because uh, uh, y'all brought forth some very good, uh, very good things. I do want to thank you all for putting this on. Um, I really enjoyed it. Glad it finally came to pass. <laughs> it was sort of ironic that the time travel thing kept on having to be canceled for various reasons and postponed in time. But um, anyhow, um, I really hope this is archived, that others can hear it and that we can review it. It was good. And thank you, thank you so much. And I just want to thank everybody for giving me such good ideas for good reads. And my wish list is getting longer and longer. I only hope I have the time to read all of this. You're right. There is a certain amount of irony about time travel discussion being postponed and put off into the future. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming. This has been a great discussion, and I, too, have written down several books that I want to uh, go look for. And uh, I might see if the Twilight Zone happens to have a podcast, which would be easier than finding episodes so thanks everybody for coming and i did record this and bob's on here so i assume he recorded it too so it will get archived okay i thought this was good discussion i like talking about books and i guess we 
are kind of living in time travel, but we're just doing it a second at a time. Okay, well, good night, everybody. Good night, and I recorded it, too, so we, we got lots of backup, so great. Take care. Good night, and um, I hope that you all have a good, happy spring, too. And I'm sure I'll run into some of you in other rooms. Program. Oh,